What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. I've been waiting a while to do this interview, and I'm so excited to have you make the connection today. Once again, and, and back with us is the Dr. Reverend Kim McLean. How are you, Kim? I'm um, great, Dave. Uh-huh. I should tell you right off that we are uh, taping the pre, pre-recording, as we should say. Mm-hmm. You can just tape anymore. Pre-recording uh, for a later release, and we're right closing in on the, we're deep into the holiday season. Yeah. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Uh, well, it's a nice, uh, this is a stress buster here. <laughs> yeah, a stress buster from the holidays, right? Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about Kim. She has been on the show a couple times once with Eve uh, Salas who we uh-huh. just adore yes. and uh, once with your uh, students at Trevecca University yes you, you were teaching yeah. the songwriting classes there yeah that wow. was fun but today we're going to focus in on you and let me just remind you, she's a, a, a Dove Award winning songwriter twice Grammy nominated her songs uh, have been recorded by Tim McGraw Leanne Womack uh, a song that I absolutely love was by Trisha Yearwood the Harmless Heart yeah. uh, there's blues artists and, and, and Christian artists she's been writing songs and she's just an amazing songwriter You'll hear her songs in TV and film. She's been uh, her songs been on the West Wing, uh, Cold Case, uh, Early Edition, Hope and Faith, lots of TV shows. She is an award winner from ASCAP and NASAI, the Nashville Songwriters Association. She's a singer, songwriter, producer, studio musician, oh, an author. We're going to talk a lot <laughs> about this new book that she has out called "A Song and a Prayer" that you wrote with Loretta Lynn. I did. Mm. Can you believe that? Yeah, oh, yeah. You never that. know what will happen. Yeah, you were good friends. How did how did you and Loretta Lynn meet? Oh my goodness, we we had a soul connection as far as I could tell from the very start. I was at a little writers' night uh-huh. in Kingston Springs. Oh, okay, a little place called the Filling Station, mm-hmm. and her family. Her uh, I, I knew Patsy. I had met Patsy and Peggy, the twins, mm-hmm. long ago, like when I first moved to town because I was writing for. Publishing company called Little Big Town. Little Big Town. It was and your first publishing deal, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And uh, and Patsy and Peggy had come in. They they would not have remembered me from that point, but you know mm-hmm. it, it is. This is known as the Little Big Town, the music industry <laughs> in Nashville. Yeah. And so our paths crossed through the years. And Philip, Patsy's husband, is a a friend. And I was at this little writers' night to to. Uh, I may have played that night. I I can't remember, but I know that I was sitting supporting. Patsy's kids, mm-hmm. and Patsy had invited me to write with her daughter Emmy, mm. uh, Emmy Russell, who is doing great, great things on her way, doing mm. so so beautifully Name to watch, these yeah. days. Yeah. And Emmy was had I met Emmy ironically through my son who was Emmy's age, so lots of just you know dots connecting everywhere. Wow. So I'm watching the the rest of the writers' night, and Patsy came over and said, "Mama's in the car. Would you like to meet her?" Wow. And then I realized that Pat, uh, Loretta had been uh, at the show uh, to watch her grandkids play, but she stayed out in the car for probably obvious reasons mm-hmm. and was watching from the car. And she was just delighted. Her, she was just had that big 
Loretta Lynn smile on, yeah. watching from the the, uh, the her white um, uh, SUV, and so Patsy escorted me over uh, to the parking lot, and down went the window, and there sat Loretta. Wow. And for me, it was an instant. You know, I thought I would be so intimidated. Yeah. And when you're in this business for a long time, and your your job is to write for the stars, and your job is to to not be intimidated by them because you're writing songs for them that they've got to sing for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You've got to get past that that <laughs> thing. It's so true. And I laugh because I'm the same way. I remember interviewing Willie Nelson, and I'm like, oh, my God. Willie yeah, yeah. right in front of me. Yeah. You and you're like... <laughs> Yeah, no. but you can't talk. You can't be yeah. authentic if you're if right. you're all not treating them like they're a human being. Yeah, if you absolutely, and yet you have this awe and this respect. And mm. uh, so, so I, uh, I thought, oh gosh, I'm probably not going to do this well <laughs> <laughs> because she's such an icon, and I grew up listening to her. And yeah, uh, and she said, well, hey there, and just, and, and everything in me melted, just mm. melted with, I have known you forever. Mm. I don't know how this is happening right now, but you're, you're, you're still on the pedestal, but you're my, my sister, my friend, and, and my sister in Christ, and mm. my, you're, you're just Loretta. Mm. You're my friend Loretta. And so we talked for a little bit, and the conversation we talked about songs a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, music and God. I mean, music and God. It right. just, just, uh, and so the next week I got a call from Patsy and said, would you just come over and just be with mom and just, you guys talk some more. You, it's, this is a good connection and she needs to, um, she, she wants to talk about God mm. all the time in the same way that I hear you talking about God. Like, you're such close friends. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went over and she said, and, and by the way, you know, we really, we like your songwriting and we've, you know, we've watched you through the years. And if, if you and Mama happen to write a song, that'd be fine that'd too. That'd be fine too. She needs to keep writing just because she's got a lot to say. And I and so, that. you know, be just take a guitar if you want to. Well, there's guitars there. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went over to the house that that following week and I think I might have held my hand up to knock on the door. Well I rang a doorbell and nothing happened. And then I think I held my hand up to tap on the window about three times before I could actually get myself to tap (laughs) (laughs) to give past the intimidation again. Wow. And then this this uh person that was um uh caretaking came to the door said, Oh Loretta can't wait to see you and again Mm. I just felt so welcome. Did you? So yeah. I walked in with a Bible, a guitar slung over my shoulder, my journal, of course, and a Nazarene hymnal, <laughs> 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 and ready to and a, and a set of communion elements. Yeah. Because I had this this feeling that we were going to pray together and that we were going to have church. Mm-hmm. And, I don't, and you know, I should I should tell folks you you have your own church. You're, you're pastor of I do uh, Music City West. Uh, in yes, yeah. yes, Music City West Church of the Nazarene. And Nazarene. Okay. I've been an ordained elder in that denomination since 2009. Wow! And that a was Doctor of Divinity, right? right? I, I am. Oh, I have my doctorate in education, actually, education. Okay. but uh, did all of the ministerial studies and did okay. a master's degree in uh, religion. And okay. so, yeah, that's been something that has been my life path for longer than most of my friends knew mm-hmm. i think i just uh it's been an interesting journey it was, but huh? yeah but it got me um to to this this day of walking in meeting loretta and mm-hmm. we we sang it is well with my soul mm-hmm. we had communion i anointed her with oil and prayed for her because she wasn't feeling too good mm-hmm. and then she felt better and mm-hmm. then we sang and then a, and then we talked and then the conversation turned into a song. Oh, <laughs> that's that? the way it you went. Wrote your first song that day? Yes, that? that's the way it went from then on. There on it. Because she still felt the need to, to write. Oh. I think songwriters are like that. You, yes. She, well, 
You can't stop a songwriter from writing. No. You're a songwriter. You know this. You can try, but you can't. You're yeah, gonna yeah. You can be. I can be preaching a sermon, and suddenly I realize I've just said a whole passage with a rhyme scheme, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go write this sermon with a melody later. I went to your church one time. Your sermon. I'm sitting there taking. Oh, there's a song. Oh, oh yeah. I never thought of that. You know. We oh. speak in hooks. It becomes so. Yeah. If songwriting becomes your second language. You know, I put in my 10,000 hours and I had the opportunity to move here when I was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Had the opportunity to learn with some of the best writers in the business who trained me. Yeah. Some of the best publishers in the business who trained me. Yeah. And then I, they saw my natural talent. But you can't make it on talent alone and nobody makes it alone. You're right. So you got to have those mentors along the way and people that can help. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember in an interview uh, with you in the past that, it, that this and this really touched me. I remember you saying that you would go into your room and kneel down and pray because it didn't count unless it, you're, you're on your knees, you said. Yeah. And, and you'd yeah. pray for the gift of songwriting. Yeah, I did. I was I was 14 years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, and it was very specific. But that, that seed had been planted in my heart years before then. Yeah. Uh, just I just always knew I never felt like I had to seek a vocation. I never wondered what I would be when I grew up. Or you just always knew it was going to be music, the song songwriting. and songwriting. Yeah. yeah. And I, your grandma taught you to play was piano. Piano, yeah. She yeah. could. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote a couple of songs, but she could go from Chopin's Prelude in Ugh. C to. Uh, what a friend we have in Jesus at the Baptist Church to Tommy Dorsey Boogie completely improvised. So I got Mash them all up. <laughs> yeah, so I got my eclectic Love it. I only ever understood music as an eclectic mm. a very eclectic art form. I understood songwriting and notes and the whole construction of music either with or without music uh, lyrics. I understood that as one medium. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, if you compared visual art and music, with visual art, you might do oil pastels, or you might do acrylic, or you might do uh, sculpting, or you might... Well, to me, music was just one medium. Mm. And I think that we we do, in the discipline of music, especially in the universities, there's... there's or the university versus... Or classical music versus... Contemporary music, which then contemporary music and commercial music gets divided in all these different genres that seem different, you know, from classical to country to pop to rap. To me, it was always, it's just all the same. Uh, as a, music. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. different mediums. Those formats are still, you're still using... Well, you know, when you're saying that, what comes to my mind is you're, you sculpt a song, you, you yeah. paint with, with words. Yes. You know? Yeah. But, but that image is just as important, you know? Yes, and you're still using the same ingredients. Yeah. You're still using the same uh, 12-note scale. Yeah. <laughs> you're still using the same basic chord structures, uh-huh. you know, in the Western That give it the music. texture, you know, which is important in our Yeah, community. so it's really not uh, not the same as having different mediums in visual art. Mm-hmm. With music, it's all the same medium. It, but I mean, I I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. driving the metaphor a little too far now. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm right there with you. I'm there with you. Yeah. But it's uh, mm-hmm. but it, it's a, a beautiful playground. So I never did, even though country music started providing me a living early on, mm-hmm. and then Christian music. Uh, in in my mind, inadvertently, you can take the girl out of the church, but you can't mm-hmm. take the girl the church out of the girl. So mm-hmm. I was kind of keeping my faith as you grew up in a, a religious background, uh, family? Sort, sort of. of a hybrid, <laughs> but I always, we didn't go to church consistently. It was yeah. it was me. My mother taught me faith. Mm-hmm. My grandmother had helped charter a church. One of my grandfathers was a preacher. Mm-hmm. But I would not say that I grew up in a particularly religious background. I just was drawn to it. Yeah. And, and I saw the way my mother, her years at church and her years away from church, I saw this love for God that was undeniable. And I saw how God helped her and how God was with her. Mm. And she had, I mean this in a godly sort of way, she had these psychic abilities yeah. that that were, you know, in the Bible we had prophets and we had sure. prophetesses and we had uh, seers yeah. and sages. And I saw that kind of wisdom... In your mom? In my mom, and how she, mm. she would say, oh, the Lord showed me this is going to happen, and then it will happen, and all this. And 
And but I saw this visceral love for God in her, and I saw how it sustained her through some unimaginable circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw how because of that faith, it gave me a better life yeah. than she had. How about that? So, yeah, I'm sorry, it makes me cry. No, I understand. But it was that faith that gave her strength. It's been a a real bittersweet year for you. You've lost your mom this year, unfortunately. Yes, Loretta Loretta passed a few months before our book was released, and my mother passed two weeks before (sighs) our book was released. So my two sheroes left right before we were about to (sighs) do this thing, and... And there I stood mm. <laughs> by myself in this field of gold going, oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> mm. But they're, they're with me in a more powerful way yes, they than are. maybe they would have been. Yeah, no, that's, so, I believe that. So, yeah. And so proud. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah my what? mom was all love. Yeah. So was Loretta. And your mom and Loretta, they got along. Did, didn't call, <laughs> yeah. I saw that she, Loretta called your mom at one time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you want to hear it? I can play you. Do you um, have it? I have it with me. Yeah. I oh, didn't even cool. think of that. You can wow. hear. Um, oh, I'd love to hear. T- tell me the story. So Loretta had a stroke in 2018, the same year I met her. I met her um, mm. in June, and she had had a stroke early in that year. Okay, so you, it was after the stroke then that you... That I you met were. her after the stroke, and that was why she wasn't getting out. She was still had a tour planned mm. when she had the, the stroke. Mm-hmm. And my mother had a stroke not long after I met Loretta. Mm-hmm. So Loretta would tell me things to tell mom to do to help her recover from her stroke because mom was trying to learn to walk again. Uh, that did not end up happening. Mm-hmm. But Loretta would say, well, I'm praying for your mom. When I'd say, well, Loretta, I can't come next week. I'm going to see my mom in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, tell your mom I'm praying for her. <laughs> and then I'd get to Greensboro, and I'd tell mom, Loretta Lynn is my friend now, mom, and she's praying for you. She oh, I like her music. <laughs> and so then when I'd go back, my mom would say, as I was leaving, she would say, tell your friend, you know, the one with the, the brown hair who sings, <laughs> tell her I'm praying for her too. Oh. And because the stroke had had made uh, mm. made it uh, hard to find some some words, sometimes she was very clear, mm-hmm. but there were just some little bits. So, wow. so mom and Loretta prayed for one another. And so the next time I had come back from, I was going to be going to a trip, and Loretta said, "Why don't you send mom a message just from you? Like, why don't we record it?" Mm. And she said, okay. And so I turned my phone on it. You want to hear it? Okay. Let's hear it. Here we go. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. What's her name? Her name is Janice. Janice Ann. Janice Ann? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I'm ready. Hello, Janice Ann. This is Loretta Lynn. Mm. And uh, me and uh, your daughter are sitting here singing gospel music and we want you to know we love you and we wish you'd hear us sing with us and um, we want to dedicate one of these songs to you honey alright I love you mom I love you too mom (laughs) (laughs) oh that's amazing (laughs) mom heard it she said isn't that sweet (laughs) (laughs) sweet. (laughs) and you tell her I said thank you and I'm praying for her too Those oh, is really mm. ten, really tender, special. Oh, you know, the, <laughs> somehow the stories are all intertwined. It's just the way life is. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. How about for sure. That? When did you and Loretta decide you wanted to write this book? Why? Yeah, when? And oh, how, when? how it all came about? Oh, and why? I guess. Well, you know, I can't tell a story short, so let me, <laughs> Sorry. Let me tear into this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That, this is such a cool book. And folks, I want to tell you, it's out there. It's called A Song and a Prayer. And I really highly recommend the audio version, which I have as well. Oh. Because the audio version you read. I got to read it, yes. And you play I, the songs. It's meant to be a song and a prayer. And I so did. You, we have the prayer and then you sing a song and it's awesome. Oh, it's yeah. Great. I got yeah. to read. Yes. That that was neat that the publisher wanted me to, to play songs mm-hmm. and tell the stories behind the songs a little bit. So, wow. um, And it was very, very much fun reading reading the book well how the how the book came about it began with a song Mm -hmm. so the first song that we wrote that first day that we met was a song called better way to say goodbye 
And the way that song happened, and I'll, it, it, this will lead to how we wrote the book, I promise. That's okay. <laughs> but Loretta and I were getting to know each other a little better, and it was it was like we'd always known each other. I'm going to turn to that page of that this song. And so we're just, she wanted to know my story. She said, well, tell me what's been going on in your life, and, you know, mm-hmm. how are you? What's What's going on in your world these days? And I started whining a little bit. And something I say in the introduction to the to the book is I had a newly broken heart. Mm-hmm. And who better, what better shoulder to cry on than the queen of country music? Uh, really? And so I just started, just, I thought, well, there's no sense in not being real about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no names were named. I just said, oh, Loretta, <laughs> my heart is so broken. And I, so I said, well, I'm going to write a song. I'm just now to the point where I can, this is really fresh, and I've got this song idea I'm kind of starting about. She will tell me what, tell me what you got started about it. And she wasn't saying it like, well, let's write it, or like even one of your songs. It's more like songwriting is your second language. Like, I could probably hear this story better about your heart through the song. I said, well, and I picked up the guitar, and I said, well, I'm, Gonna start it with these these two lines, and the lines were: you could have, uh, you could have, you could have stuck a note on the door. You could have put left a letter on the table, hmm. but you did not have to break my heart the way you did. I mean, just say goodbye and leave. Crying out loud, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was one of those kind of. <laughs> yeah, and and she said, "Oh," and I, well, what what all happened? And well, what all? I said, "Well, this and this and this and." You know, I'm kind of crying, and and so she said, "Well, those those lines, sing sing me those for me the way you're doing it." So I picked up the guitar and I sang the lines. She said, "You know, that'll be better if you'll flip those lines around the other way." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, wow, yeah." She said, "Cause that's really more the way that would would happen and how you'd say it." And so I flipped the lines around and sang them to her, and within an hour we had. The song. There's a great songwriting lesson in there. I guess we're all about that, too. I just want to yeah. say, uh, yeah. I can't tell you how many songwriting um, appointments I, I've been in where we thought, well, it'd be better if we just flip these lines. Yeah. And so now I always look for that, you know, in my writing. Oh, yeah, just to look. Well, yeah. it was it was pretty natural. It was because the, the underlying songwriting lesson in that for me was a reminder. Something Loretta would say to me a lot. Say it, every song we'd write. Say it how you'd say it. Say it how you say it. Say That's it right. Say it. Mm-hmm. And the reason the lines were backwards because it wasn't quite chronological as the way she pictured the story unfolding. Mm-hmm. So we got this song, and uh, af- after that we would write a song each time. Really? And uh, she started wanting to write gospel songs. Mm. And she had her big birthday party at the Bridgestone Arena. I remember that. It was on April Fool's Day, yep. 2019, and April <sighs> Fool's Day is my birthday. Is it really? So it's yes. your birthday. And my favorite color is red. Loretta's favorite color was red. And so she was wearing this red jacket and these bright red boots. And on April 1st, they said, well, come and be our guest because it's your birthday. We're celebrating Mama's birthday, which is April 14th. And would you come over to the house and pray with her before we take her to the show? Mm-hmm. And then you can ride with the family over to the show at the Bridgestone. So I went over to her house and helped her get those red boots on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ever see what jacket she was going to wear, but I had picked a red jacket to wear that I had purchased on a mission trip to China. Oh, really wow. bright red, so uh-huh. silk jacket. So I went over and helped her get the red boots on anointed her with oil on her forehead with frankincense and myrrh. She No, no, I had one with me that day. It's called a Sacred Mountain. It had Ling Ling in it. It smelled good. Ooh. She loved that oil. Wow. Prayed for the show, prayed for all the performers, and then we went to the show. She went to her dressing room backstage. I put on my jacket. She walks out of her, she comes out of her dressing room with a bright red jacket that looked identical <laughs> to the one I was wearing. I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to think I did this on purpose. It's going to look so hokey. Like I'm a Loretta groupie, which there's nothing wrong with that. But nothing wrong with it that. was total irony. Twinses. But, but as she came out of the dressing room, uh, I, someone handed her some white roses. Mm-hmm. And she's smelling these roses while everyone's taking photos of her. And I was standing there with my cell phone, and I snapped a picture of her ignoring the crowd around her to, to take time to smell those roses. Oh, yeah. So after that show, 
when every when we went back to write, I said, "All right, I have this. I took this picture of you. Did you like it?" Said, yeah. I said, "Well, I feel like this this photo made me think of a song we should write called A Song and a Prayer." Mm. Because there were just some ideas that were coming. So we sat and wrote that song the week after her birthday bash. And uh, as we wrote the song, A Song and a Prayer, uh, we started talking about what uh, how she said, well, I want to write more gospel songs with you. We need to write a bunch of gospel songs because these, are the last, these, these were the last songs that she ever wrote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she said, I want my faith expressed and I want to say it. uh, even bigger than these songs can say, and I want to let people feel like people are in these sessions with us, in this prayer meeting with us. And so so we wrote that day also the first devotional called A Song and a Prayer. And uh, and after that, we we just kept kept on going. And Mm -hmm. um, so... I'm going to play it here in just a little bit, but you got to. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you'll be able to hear the song, a song and a prayer. Mm -hmm. So, I'd love to let you hear a little bit of the reading from that devotion. Love to hear, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit of the reading from Better Way to Say Goodbye because those two. I'd like to play both those songs if we could. Yeah, because both of those are two different writing sessions. Mm -hmm. One's a sad country song, and one is a, a a gospel song. Okay. But they both went into this devotional book. Mm-hmm. And give just to give you a taste of how that works. So each devotion starts with, uh, say like day one is, this, is the devotion, a song and a prayer. And each chapter contains the lyric. And each, each chapter is named after the song. And each devotion is what we were talking about as we wrote the song that inspired the song. Amazing. So we would open our wow. Bible, we'd leave it open as we wrote mm-hmm. every song, even the country ones. Yeah. And so the day one started with a verse from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew where Jesus said, consider the lilies of the field, how God takes care of them, and he'll take care of you too. And so this devotion uh, begins, most people don't stop to smell the roses. They're too busy worrying about everything. And people are the same in every generation. They just find new things to worry over. Times may change, but people don't. It boils down to every human being on God's green earth wanting to feel safe and important, which boils down to everybody wanting to be loved. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you can't get what you already have. So chasing love around in all the wrong places is a lot like a dog chasing its tail. The truth is that God loves every single person the same, and He takes care of us all with tender, loving care when we let Him, all, mm-hmm. and even when we don't, really. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is accept the amazing love that has been there for you all along. And so oh, that's, wow. that conversation went into the song, A Song and a Prayer. That's awesome. Let's play it for you right now. This is the title cut from the new album and the new book, Song and a Prayer. Kim McLean is our guest. Written with Loretta Lynn, Loretta Lynn, the queen of country music. If I could find the perfect prayer, I would search my soul so deep just to have a way. To say to you, Lord, how much you mean to me. The only way I've made it through this world is by your tender, loving care. You're so close right now, hope is all around in a song and a prayer. So I sing to you, let my heart shine through, may my voice reach heaven's gates, just a melody that you gave to me, full of joy and full of grace, spirit like a dove, carry This life I live, my most precious gift 
message and you know it's so powerful to think about these are the last songs written uh by loretta lynn and um and you, you just almost hear her voice and you know what i yes. i close my eyes and i listen to you do some of the songs that and i've seen you play so many times but to play the ones that you've written with loretta i can almost hear loretta through you i mean right you, you can it's it's kind of scary <laughs> that's, that's a good thing but it's, cool, it's a beautiful though. thing yeah yeah we have similar range yeah and similar roots mm-hmm Wow. So. You have tremendous people on this record, too. Yes. Tell us who's all playing on this. Oh, what a great group. We have, well, first I called Wanda Vic Birchfield, who mm-hmm. plays on the Opry a good bit, plays wow. dobro, fiddle. You've got to be good to guitar, be in that band. All things stringed. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing, and I've been working with her and with her husband, Mark Birchfield, on bass. He plays all kinds of bass upright. Wow. Electric, fretless, the um, great musicians in town do, but he's yeah. just extraordinary. And so I called them and I recorded this at their studio called Watershed Studios. Okay. So they've played on on my last several records, but wow. they've also worked with Loretta. So that no, was okay. neat. Wow. And then I called Eddie Bayers, who has played on quite a few of my records and records that I've produced. Mm -hmm. He was the first drummer to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Awesome. And that happened, I guess, last year, I believe, or it might have been the year before last. Anyway, he's a fairly recent inductee. Uh, Dear, dear friend and and extraordinary, as as many people know. And uh, Scotty Sanders played lap steel. Mm. Uh, we had what that instrument that you heard on there that sounded kind of mountainy. Yeah. That was a hammered dulcimer. I love the sound played of that. by Craig Duncan. Wow. You don't you can't find a lot of hammered dulcimers in the industry. So yeah. <laughs> he was delightful and it was very fun to produce that. The album was engineered by the great Jim Deneen, who's been around a good long while. And let's see what else did we have on there. Mm. Uh 
I know I'm forgetting some amazing um, players. Well, we had I played the acoustic guitars. You thank, played, thank yes. you very much. Good, yeah. <laughs> I had Eve Sellis oh. and Randy Driscoll sing oh, harmonies. I love them too. So. Uh, and and they've both been on on the show. And Eve's got a, an album mm-hmm. coming out real soon, and yes. we hope to have her back. Randy just recently um, was on the show, yes. and then if you if you look back, there's Eve with Kim uh, that did a beautiful show for us. Um, yes, I think early fun. in season three, so check that yes. one. Yes, yeah. so we all sing on each other's albums. Oh, and great voices! You guys harmonize and blend. They are they call themselves <laughs> the three of hearts when they play together, yes. and you are so awesome. Just love it. Hey, let's take a little break, and um, when we come back, I want we've heard the story about a better way to say goodbye, yeah. and I want to play it. So yeah, okay, it, it, don't go away. <laughs> Kim McLean is our guest on the on the podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Yeah, three hearts. <laughs> I played at the listening room uh, in uh, Pigeon Forge uh, last month. <laughs> By the way, I just got news today that they, they lost their lease and they, they're Uh-oh. closing the Pigeon Forge. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. But uh, anyway, I got in there. I got in the green room and I see this great big heart and it says, the three of hearts and son <laughs> and Eve and Randy. And I took out my little Sharpie and I wrote, and the Joker. <laughs> Dave Lennon. <laughs> We got to play a show one time, and I was the Joker. Three Hearts and a Joker. Yeah, that's a great show. We need to take that one on the road a little more. I think we should. Yeah. Next time I get a Bluebird round, can we do that? Please. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Um, So, yeah, Kim McLean is our guest. We're talking about this great new book and CD that accompanies it called A Song and a Prayer with Loretta Lynn. And you talked a little bit about A Better Way to Say Goodbye. Was that the first one you guys wrote together? It was. The very first one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and you told us a little bit about the story. You had the idea, and she said, well, we flip some lines. What else can you tell? It just happened like a conversation. I told her those first two lines. I kind of played her the feel I had in mind. Mm -hmm. And we just, she said a line, I said a line. She got a line, I got a pole, and (laughs) off we went. I'm thinking a light there. (laughs) (laughs) It funneled down to this amazing hook and. Uh, and it just happened so naturally. You, you almost didn't know you'd been writing a song. Oh, uh, but I love I, it when it happens that way. I love the devotion that we wrote with this song. Can yeah, I tell you a little bit it. of it? Cause, yeah, let's because it. this devotional book is not all Christian songs. I mean, we, we wrote, Lorraine and I wrote 12 songs mm. and, and a book together. Um, there, uh, but we have a 30 day devotional. So we wrote a devotional about Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, yeah. We wrote one about Still Woman Enough. And just how this, you know, because all music, we were talking about all music is God's music. Mm-hmm. All of life is teaching I us. That too. Yeah. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And My brother and I, we played in church and things and stuff. And we always still, even when we weren't playing religious songs, we always felt closer. Yeah. We thought we felt closer to God when we played music. Yes. And, um, yeah. Something, yeah. Something. And certainly lots of bright gifts can be used for dark reasons, but. Yeah, that's true. We didn't do that. So we didn't do that. Doesn't matter right now. Yeah. Play, um, and then we're going to play the song. Yeah. Tell me so yeah, the there's a there's a moment in um in let me see if I can find better. Oh, here's a better way to say goodbye. It's day thirteen, mm-hmm. and we used a passage from Colossians that says to be kind and compassionate mm-hmm. and humble, which we know <laughs> that's a good theme in country music, right? Mm-hmm. It is uh, humble and kind. But mm-hmm. this uh, devotion. Says nobody likes to say goodbye. It always means you're about to miss somebody you love. Mm-hmm. It's easier when you know they'll be back soon, and harder when you know they won't. But mm-hmm. there's a different kind of hurt when somebody says goodbye to you in a mean way. Uh, some things in life are a given. Everything changes, and everyone says goodbye. So many things are out of our control, but one thing you can control is how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. And we said... Um, Jesus told us to love our enemy, and God says that vengeance belongs to him. So when you have to say goodbye to someone, just get on with your life and trust that everything will be okay. Because endings are part of life. 
But one thing Loretta said, and I'll skip down to the end of this chapter, uh, she says, uh, you know, you don't have to be cruel when you say goodbye to someone, even if you're mad at them. Just, just let them go. And she says, there's more good in this world than bad. You're not bad or dumb if you've trusted the wrong person. You're just a loving person. Now mm-hmm. you've learned. You might get hurt again, but it won't be as bad because you'll be stronger. And as you learn to trust yourself again, you'll find that there are still plenty of trustworthy people in this world. Mm-hmm. And so Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's play it. Better, better way to say goodbye. Kim McLean from the new album and book, Song and a Prayer. Could have left a letter on the table Could have tacked a note up on the door It would have hurt bad then But by now I'd be okay Surely there was one kind word you could have found You never even tried There must be a better way you say goodbye For you alone never happened You had me fooled Right from the start I gave you everything I could But you walked all over my heart There's a million things You could have done It just seems like something Loretta would have put in his song. You could there'd have been a million things you could have done, and you yes. tried them all out on me. That's totally her line. Is it her yes. line? Yes. Oh. You, <laughs> yes. Uh. And I just boy, I lit up when she said that. I, I would have yeah, too. Exactly. That's right. She just summed up the whole story in that. How about that? Yeah. Wow. And and that melody when uh, you walked all over my heart. She did her. I'm, if you all could see me, I'm doing my hand like this, <laughs> like a. Uh, Descending yeah. uh, to get me to sing that melody correctly. Wow! Uh, the so way, she heard that melody. How it? Yeah, she she sang. She's very very uh, m- mm. melodically uh, 
strong, as you yeah. can imagine. Oh, and, you can. Yeah. And you love that fiddle in there? I that love that fiddle. Wanda and Mark's daughter, Victoria, was one of the students who was on your podcast for with my students. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah. yeah. That's something. You know, I've run into a couple of those around town, of those like yeah. three of them now yeah, uh, around they're... town. I was on your podcast, so that was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I, I saw an EPK today online, and I loved watching it, uh, about uh, my friend uh, Loretta's shows that you're doing. Oh. And this is uh, something that you're going to start traveling and doing this year? Yes. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. Next, well, yes, 2024. 2024. See, we're already in 2024 yeah. in our heads, right? In our heads, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've got, I'm booked through a company called Live On Stage, and I'll uh-huh. be uh, uh, doing, uh, we've got some dates around, several around Texas, Washington State. Wow. Um Mm. So you're going to get very, very busy. New Mexico, some places. Wow. Seeing the world with your music. Yes, it's the gift that keeps giving, isn't it? <laughs> you've got to love that. You have I to do. Yeah. I do. Back 2023, I know it's been bittersweet, but you've got a lot to be thankful for this year, too. You know? Oh, you? my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. This nice. is this is the year my, my mom went home, but it's it's yeah. been a year of blessing, a year of rest, mm. a year of healing, yeah. a year full of hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 just all good. And you're touching so many people with this book and the messages that you have here. So I hope so. It, it really are. mattered to both Loretta and I. And, you know, it's her. Uh, she wanted to use the platform of her name, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it was very much her heart to say, uh, you know, Loretta Lynn already has a name, but I want, I want to do my part to glorify Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. The last, the last song that we ever wrote, uh, she gave me a guitar, yeah. that which we have here in the studio with you, us. She signed you it. That guitar today, and it's got a picture of her on it. She said, "Okay, when you travel around and sing these songs, I'm going to be following you. That's why I'm giving you one with my picture on." <laughs> and that was the day we ate. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that was the day we ate fried green tomatoes. I love telling this story because I went in. She had a kind of little parlor area mm-hmm. in her room and. Uh, her uh, person who worked for her came in with this tray of fried green tomatoes, and you can almost hear them still sizzling from the pan, right? She said, oh, mm. she makes the best fried green tomatoes. You got to try these. So we both just instinctively just grabbed one and took a bite. Mm. And Loretta jerked her hand away, but she still had that big bite. And she Whew, that's hot as hell. <laughs> burned her mouth. <laughs> we were both. Oh. Oh. I don't think I had any skin on the roof of my mouth it's, it's, oh. <laughs> for a few days. Oh, no. And we uh, ate our fried green tomatoes, and uh, and they, they were very good. So I think we finished off the whole tray, and then she said, I have a song we have to write. We have to write it today. And I'd never seen her quite that adamant. Uh-huh. She was very adamant about a few of the songs. God Has a Heart too mm-hmm. was a big song idea for her uh to say you know people talk about god like he's big and strong but he has a heart too too. and you can break god's heart if you don't love god back and so i love that idea uh god never gave up on me she said you know i just hadn't i hadn't lived the perfect christian life but now i know god's been with me all along and Mm. but she's always been faith-based yeah but she just had this feeling in her heart like something even more profound had Evolved and come yeah. to place, and so um, and you this, just think about her story. I mean, yeah, uh, coal miner's daughter, uh, born very poor, married very young, mm-hmm. had those kids. She was like thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and became a superstar. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, amazing. I yeah, mean, what are the odds? You could just see, but she never wanted to use her fame to mm-hmm. exalt herself. I mean, when yeah. you talk to Patsy, when Patsy and I Crazy. do things to, together, she'll say, you know, it was just, she was just working. She was just singing because mm. she loved to sing. And she just, you know, it was all about, and so that's how it was with this day. She wanted to write my best friend. She said, Jesus is my best friend. Mm. He's always been my best friend. Could we write that in a song today? I just, I feel like we need to say it. Mm-hmm. So she gave me this guitar. Tim walked in. Tim Cobb, her dressmaker and manager for uh, or uh, assistant for years. Mm-hmm. Patsy was her manager, uh, but walked in with this beautiful guitar that says "Honky Tonk Girl" on it, 
and she signed it with a sharpie and surprised me with it. And uh, and and it's got a picture of very young Loretta. It does, and it says to Kim, "Love Loretta Lynn." And Mm. so I said, "So first we sang it as well with my soul." So that's the first song that went into that guitar or Mm. came out of it, and then we wrote that song on this guitar on that guitar, and then the Lord took her home, and I didn't. Mm. We didn't get to write another one, no. so I think of it every. I write, try to write all my songs with that guitar now. Or oh. I've kind of been a season of that. Yeah, because I, I inspirational guitar. Moody with my writing, so I write with all kinds of different. You see things. this one right here? Yeah, this belonged to my brother Russ, who oh. we lost ten years ago, oh. and his wife gave that to me. <clears throat> I sang uh, "Go Rest High on That Mountain" at his oh. uh, ceremony with that. It's beautiful. And now it's my writing guitar too. Just, those fret markers, is that a... Yeah, they're little sharks. Little sharks. It's a rain song. It's a, there's a carbon oh. fiber. I was with him the day he bought that guitar. Wow. He loved that guitar. Oh. So, wow, but, chills. So I they're kind of get the feeling. With you. Yeah, it's almost like Loretta's here with us. It is. They're, you know? they're, uh, where's, and she's one I never met. I saw her perform mm-hmm. a couple times, but I never did get the chance to meet her. But I've heard yeah. so many great stories Well, about she would have loved you. Oh. She, she would have said, what a great voice you have. You must be a great singer. Uh, well. <laughs> you're in your radio. you got this radio voice, but you're, <laughs> you um, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I loved her, too. And I remember seeing her at uh, my, my first trip to Nashville. It uh, was like 1980. And we were at the the, the, the opera house. Opera house was still kind of new then, yeah. you know. And I remember we were sitting with the radio folks in the very front row, and she was a surprise guest. She came out. Oh. She had, I remember she had this beautiful blue dress. Uh-huh. And she walked out to the, the circle, and she started singing. And we're just looking up, going, oh, my "God, that's Loretta Lynn." Oh, yeah, God. she was amazing. Beautiful, See, just, so beautiful. Just as real as I mean, yeah. you know, a funny thing was when I was first talking to Loretta that first day. Mm-hmm. I had done this uh, tour in Ireland uh, with an artist, Shannon Morrison, and my son was with me. And my son and I watched Coal Miner's Daughter mm-hmm. while we were in Ireland. I don't, I think it had been out a while. But then when I, it had, had, that hadn't been that long before. And when I met Loretta, all I could, uh, as she was talking, I thought, Gosh, she's so much like Sissy Spacek. <laughs> well, Sissy did a wonderful job. Yeah, no, wait, this is backwards. <laughs> they're they're so similar. Their bone structure is similar. Yeah. The set of their eyes and their yeah. mannerisms and Sissy Spacek really did capture it. But Loretta started talking with. She, she liked to watch that movie. Did she? Mm-hmm. Wow. She she watched it many times. From, from what I understand, I didn't watch it with her, but wow. But she would talk about it and. Huh. And it because it was so accurate. Yeah, I mean, it was just really, really accurate. And when you were there in the room with her in her house with her kids, you could you could tell. And mm-hmm. so I kind of take it when I see movies like that that are done. Yeah, I take it pretty seriously because they do a great job. The, they do. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. care deeply. Like um, you yeah. know, Annette Bening is just doing this thing about Diane and Iad and Jodie Foster. Yeah, they, right. they put I haven't the, seen it yet, but I've, I've seen it out there. Actresses mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. they meet with the actual person, and they they put a lot of care into it. They sure do. But Loretta cared that that would told that that movie told the truth. Wow, and that it was authentic. That's good and, to hear. That's, yeah, that's I, really good I, to I hear. I thought that was neat. Yeah, I'm absolutely. gonna watch it again for Christmas. I think I'm gonna too. That's a great film. I just talked myself into watching it again. Let's do it together. I'll make the popcorn. I know. (laughs) I have time for one more song, and it's it's a special song with a great story. And and I I wondered if you'd share that story about the angel in the stone. First of all, before I do that, I have to tell you that um, very recently, um, I had a chance to watch you perform at the um, at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yes, at the Ford Theater in there, and uh, you did a book signing that day, and that must Mm -hmm. have been a special day. It was. I was. I was nervous. At the Gosh. Hall of Fame? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I th- thought, yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> I'm still nervous talking about it. <laughs> you were wonderful. You were amazing. Thank you. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Maybe the Opry will be next. And it was a packed house. It was full. House. It was. What a great crowd. Oh, my goodness. They were so awesome to sing to because, well, that kind of took over the nervousness. Yeah. But I was nervous because I was there I, I, with this project, I'm not just representing Kim McLean. I'm representing me and Loretta. Loretta that's pressure. It's a tall order. <laughs> yeah. Like, yikes. <laughs> and so, 
And so, <laughs> oh, but she'd have been so proud of you, everyone, man. I hope so. I know I, she would. I hope so because they were. Everyone was kind of leaning in that day. They were, and I love the fact that at the end you opened the floor up for questions. I'm going, oh yeah. my god, here it comes. Did you write lyrics or chords for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, here we go. <laughs> we knew that question was going to come. I tried to be ready for it. I I can't yeah. answer a question short in case you haven't noticed by this interview, but no. I tried. You tried. It was great. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful performance from beginning to end. Uh, I only got to see the end because of a Uber driver who. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's a long story. But I made it. You can catch it online. It'll be there in perpetuity. Oh, good. And I, if I watch it, I will criticize every note that I think is just a hair under or just a hair something. Why do we do that to ourselves? I don't know. I'm the it's same. It's the artist curse. You know. Yeah. I, I like to play a lot at the Commodore Grill here in town, and they and on the weekends they do. Uh, they, they do a stream and then they send you like, here's a link. You can watch your stream. Please share it. And I'm like, I can't watch that. <laughs> it's hard. I'm, apart. I'm, I'm terrible. You have to do it some to get better. But gosh, oh. I just never, that's never gotten easy for me. Oh yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Keep us back humble. To radio days, we used to do air checks. Then you'd listen to them and go, I don't want to So anyway, the story that really touched my heart, and I've heard you do this a couple of times, um, is The Angel in the Stone. It's such a great story. Yes. And it's the only one on the album you didn't write with Loretta? Yes, and it's interesting that I put it on there. Loretta, forgive us. We're going to do it. Yeah, she won't mind. Okay. Well, uh, um, when we wrote the book, I I created a CD, uh, started it before Loretta passed, but sadly she didn't get to sing on it. Mm, And I knew that would disappoint people, but Mm -hmm. that there wasn't a choice, but I, I recorded the songs because you you read when you read the book, you can Google every single song in there and hear Loretta singing it, except the the nine that we wrote together that are in the book. Mm. Uh, well, obviously they're in the book because that's the whole point of the story. Right. But uh, you know, you're reading all these lyrics and the song, the melody is going through your head. Well, you can only know how nine of them go by listening to the CD. So mm-hmm. I started and I told Loretta, you know, I better record these because, yeah. uh, and then the, the Lord took her home. So we wrote 12 songs in all, uh, and three of them are yet to be, <laughs> we'll see where life leads. Nine of them made it into the book for whatever reason, based on our conversations and the other songs we discussed. Mm-hmm. And when I went to make the CD, I wanted it to have a rounded out ten songs. Okay. And I have a lot of fans who had been requesting me to record the song Angel in the Stone. I wrote That's it so. in 2017. I was in the, in the intense, the eye of the storm of a devastating heartbreak. I felt that I had lost the love of my life. I had been so, uh, uh, yeah, you know Mm. how it is. (laughs) Things that only a song can say, right? Right. So one day I was leaving Trevecca, driving down 8th Avenue, uh, and I was passing by the First Lutheran Church downtown where I used to have some ministry, so I knew... The pastor there, and I, I couldn't, I just, I, I was hurting so much in that moment. I couldn't cry. I couldn't breathe. Mm. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. And every day was like that for over a year. Oh, my God. And I just, I, I don't know that I did, I don't, I don't know that I'd ever loved quite that deeply, quite that way or something. I don't know what that was. Um, but I stopped it. um the church and I knocked on the door. Said, "I need to just come in and pray." And they've got this giant mural of Christ <laughs> ascending, and I knew I needed to ascend <laughs> mm-hmm. out of this darkness. And they said, "Well, we're leaving for the day, but you can you can stay. Just make sure the door, pull the door tight when you leave." So I'm in this great big Lutheran church by myself. Ironically, churches are scary when you're in them by yourself if they're stone yeah. and stained glass. But I went in the sanctuary. And went up under that, up to the altar, lied on the on the marble altar, and under that big mural of Christ, so I could see Jesus' toes. <laughs> <laughs> and I laid there, just prone, and really? stared at the ceiling, and just prayed silently. I just listened. It's like I don't even know how to say. I don't know what to say. I just lie there. Like, what has happened? Why is this happening? How can this beautiful gift that you gave me be so gone? And how will I ever heal? And I'm so afraid. And so I laid there and waited and let my mind empty and let my heart fill with God's presence. And when I got from that 
up from that spot, there's a baby grand piano on the platform. And I walked over to it and just placed my hands on a chord. And when I did that, it unlocked this song. And the whole song sang. Oh. Just like the songs I was writing with Roy. It just, it just sang. Like it sang to me. Wow. I played it and sang it. <laughs> it was really amazing. And it is amazing. Later, when, and then I grabbed, and I had a guitar with me. I never go anywhere without a guitar and a Bible. And I went over and picked up the guitar and said, oh, gosh, that's really pretty. So I jotted down the words so I wouldn't lose it because it was coming from this place where it's a spiritual place. And so I played it on the guitar after I jotted down the words. I I may have not even known that. I may have recorded it. I had the wherewithal to record it on my phone. And as I started playing it, I remembered that recently I had read a story about Michelangelo and this story was in the book, The Artist Way. If you're a songwriter, you've probably read it, and if you haven't, you're going to want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, powerful, powerful book. She tells the story of Michelangelo, who was who, who carved the stone of David into. Uh, he made a statue of David, and someone asked him, "How did you carve that beautiful, such a beautiful, elegant statue into that from that stone?" He said. I I didn't. I it was already in the stone. I just saw it and I chipped away the pieces that didn't belong. And wow. I realized that that's what every song is. Mm. You you wait for the song. You let the song find you. Mm. You chip away the notes and words that don't belong, and you end up with these masterpieces. Whether whatever the song is. Yeah. And I realized that that's what I was as I was laying on that floor. That God was beginning the process to chip away the things that didn't belong in my life, that didn't belong, that weren't really mine. Mm. And as hard as it was, I had to let that heartache go. And that that was a pivotal day for me, where God did surgery on my heart. Mm. And then it was only a few months after that I met Loretta the following year. But um, And this song was born from it. So Amazing. We have yeah. to play it. Yeah. Chipping away the stones. This is a- if I had a song left in me, it would be the one I would sing it to, my Lord, my love. If I had a word left to say, I would use the last breath I take to speak to you. In this stone, in this stone, there is an angel. Chip away till my heart comes breaking through. Would you fly to my arms if they were open? I still cry for the times that I refuse. Brush across my soul with a kiss Till there's nothing more to forgive And I am free My love In this stone In this stone There is an angel Chip away Till you find a perfect By the tears I cried, blow away the dust. I'm alive, carry on. There's an angel in the stone. Across my soul with a kiss Till there's nothing more to forgive And I am free My love Send this stone 
Say again, the name of the, the album and the name of the book is A Song in a Prayer. Yes. And they are uh, some of the last songs that uh, Loretta Lynn uh, in this world gave us, along with our wonderful guest today, Kim McLean. Uh, Kim, all the best with this. And I'm going to, again, again, I, I really want to highly recommend you get the audio version of this and get the book too, because it's just, it's just great. But I mean, the audio version, we'll get to hear you sing yeah. and read. Yes. Uh, the devotions and uh, I just love that I do my morning Thanks. walks so uh, so anyway thank you for taking the time and sharing the stories with us yeah thank you Appreciate it's an you. honor to be back and we love you Kim thank you so much <laughs> thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast find us on social media at Songwriter Connection also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show it streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.